This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Good morning, a fond uh, good day to you all. Mm. Uh, it's the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, joining Charlie Dobbin, of course, who will answer all the questions, unless they're related to grubs, of course, and then, <laughs> then I move in and uh, and take over the show. Because you uh, are the grub I expert. am the grub expert. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, you know what? Dan Ellison, our producer, mm-hmm. is has a little chore to perform right now, so we, we'll keep yakking okay. while Dan takes off down the hall into the Anno's prep room and gets my bell. You know, my first-time caller bell? I yes. forgot to bring it in. One, and he's gone already. The one where you give wings. To I the, give wings to the, the first new time list. Callers. Yeah, first-time callers. You better give the number so, so we get I, some callers. You know, that's a good idea, yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, for those of you living in Toronto, it's 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 866 744-740. There you go. We'll have a little bell in action, hopefully. Okay, so, so it's March. Welcome to March. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready for spring. I'm so ready for spring. I've had it with winter. You were just saying that I, earlier. Yeah. I thought I'd let you get that out on the air, too, because oh, that's... Here comes I, Dan. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Here's the, the bell. bell. The bell Thank has you. arrived. There we are. Good. Good. So Thank first you, Dan. time callers yes. get the bell. Um, now, but, you know, I've heard a few people say that, that they're tired of winter. It's yeah. time to move on. Yeah, yeah. The days are getting longer. Yesterday was so sunny. Yeah, it's just sort of a false tease, you know. But and it was then, a warm sun. But, that boy, was... I tell you, that wind is cold out there this morning. I know. It's chilly this morning. Minus two, something like that, and it feels like it's about minus nine. Yeah, it's really. Yikes. But, but yesterday it was like minus two, and uh-huh. yet in the sun, things were actually melting. Mm-hmm. And I was in a greenhouse out in Port Hope for several hours, and we opened all the doors because it was so, so hot, hot. Yeah. inside the greenhouse with that sun beating in. So, yeah, I think we are ready, which is great because Canada Blooms will be starting well, soon. Well, March 15th is the big day. That's right. And that's always the, the, the big, yeah, we know spring is in the air when yeah. Canada Blooms open. So it's March. I guess that's the point is it's coming. It's all coming. Spring okay. is coming. Canada Blooms is Charlie coming. Charlie Dobbin said it. You can count on it. Yep. And and <laughs> speaking of Canada Blooms, yes, we're going to have a special guest on the show, I understand. We are. Yeah. We're going to be joined later by Anna Van Maris of Park Lane Nurseries. She's going to tell us a little bit about what she's doing at Canada Blooms this year. Her and her company. All righty, look forward to that. Yep, she's a lot of fun. And she just got back from Ireland. I think I mentioned to you. Say it in Begara. I, t- yes. I warned her about you. <laughs> oh. I warned Dan. I said, okay, Frank Frank will do a bunch of Irish impersonations, so just be prepared. All right. <laughs> but, uh, so long as she knows. Yeah, That's she knows. Good. And uh, But she did. She is working with Tourism Ireland to create this garden. So she'll be telling us all about oh, what she yes. saw in Ireland and what she'll be planning to install at Canada Blooms. Very March good. March 15th. You're absolutely right. First, though... A uh, couple of announcements. The Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society is hosting a meeting next Monday. Mm-hmm. 
sorry, next Sunday, March the 10th, at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, which of course is Leslie and Lawrence in Toronto. Peter Keeping will be sharing his insights on all about clematis. This includes all aspects of growing clematis or clematis, as some people say, planting, fertilizing, pruning, and even propagation. So that's 1.30 to 3.30. Everyone is welcome. And Peter knows everything about clematis. So he's a very knowledgeable and wonderful speaker. Um, also coming up, the Burlington Hort Society hosting a general meeting on Wednesday, March 13th at 7.30 p.m. in the Burlington Senior Centre, 2285 New Street at Drury Lane. The speaker David Hobson, he is hilarious, author and humorist, will speak about his book, No Petunias, A Potpourri of the Unique and Unusual. If you can possibly attend, do, because he's, he is really, really funny and smart. Uh, refreshments and parking are both available. Again, everyone is welcome. Well, there you go. Yeah. And we're all set to go here in just I a moment. Okay? So. I, I see yeah. we have some callers. We do indeed. We shall get to those callers momentarily here on AM740, Zoomer Radio. The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin is on the air. We'll return in moments. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, the old sous chef saying uh, a fond... <laughs> the old Hello. sous chef. The old sous chef, <laughs> You're yes. not old. Uh, no, I'm not. No. No, I'm not. I'm very young at heart. You are. Well, let's see what's cooking in Brighton, Ontario. They have a museum there with my name in it. I was going to say the... Something, yeah, no, the Rose will be able museum. to tell us that's where the call's coming from. Uh, Brighton, Ontario. Good morning, Rose. Oh, good morning, yes, and I help at that museum with the tours and do you? the phone, and we did the ghost walks again this past summer, and it was delightful. And what's the full name of the museum? It's Proctor House Museum. There Proctor. you go. Yes, and oh. then we have a barn theater that's connected with it. That's right. Is that your family, Frank? No, I oh. wish it were. Yeah, so you're just they, they wouldn't admit to me if it was. <laughs> yes, I've always wondered, Frank, if you were related at no, all. No, son of a gun. Yeah. Sadly, no. But I have been there. Di and I, uh, on our one of our trips, uh, have uh, popped in and mm. said hi to the folks who run the theater as well. Mm. Yes, I will. Thank you. Okay. Uh, my question today is, I'm um, plant-sitting this passion plant. I had it here all summer and had it out in the sun mm -hmm. and looked after it, and it did flourish, but it never had a bloom. And now I've got, you know, of course, brought it inside, and my belongs to my daughter and son-in-law, and she said, go ahead and cut it down. Mm -hmm. And I thought, ooh. <laughs> and um, they, they had it in full sun where they lived before, but they're in a condo now, and it's not available. But anyways, I'm wondering, should I cut it back, and can I take some of the upper part that's in really good shape and uh, put that in water and see if I can start some more? Oh, for sure. Yeah, and this is the time to do it. Because you're absolutely right. Taking cuttings, well, pruning back, very good idea. Passion flower is a rampant climber. It will outgrow its pot and it, your home quite quickly, quite often. So don't hesitate. This is the time to cut it back. The cuttings you are taking, for sure, I would attempt to root those and start some new plants. Um, the main thing, of course, to get it to flower is the light levels. You need to get lots and lots of light. Yeah. Southern location, of course, would be preferable if you had it in your home for the plant, but definitely have it outside for the summer. Cutting it back will make a big difference uh, to, in terms of causing it to be bushier and more dense. Um, and, yeah, start fertilizing as well at this time of year, once a month. Yeah. 
And how far, that, like um, above the soil level, how far should I prune or down, you know, how many inches should I leave? Um, well, okay, so how tall, how big well, is the plant right now? there's lots of nice leaves in that around where it's close to the pot, but mm -hmm. then when you go, it's, uh, I don't know how many tendrils on, up, 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 and then there's lots of growth at the top, so in between it looks awful. Right, so that's what often happens. All that, the tips are the brand new mm -hmm. small leaves that have grown this winter or, or perhaps last uh, fall, so that's really what you're going to be taking off. You're going to take all that new stuff back and if you've got naked stems in between, then keep going. Just keep trimming okay. down until you're down to some green growth. Okay. Yeah, don't hesitate. It would be very hard to kill this plant. But well, lots oh, of sun. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> lots oh, of sun well, and do fertilize. Yeah, thank you very, very much. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Rose. Thank uh, you. Take care of that beautiful uh, part Proctor of the country. I love, Museum. Well, no, I love Brighton. Uh, it's a pretty, it is pretty town. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 9.15 our time, and it's time, and I hope I have the, the name correctly here. Susia from Brampton, am I correct there? Uh, Susia? Sylvia. Oh, S Sylvia. Okay. That's, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question. I have a um, crown of thorns mm -hmm. plant, mm -hmm. and it's about three feet or a little more, and I'm wondering if I can cut it back. Is it really tall and spindly and then has a uh, few no, leaves? No, you know, like a third of the way up there, no leaves or anything. They're just stalks. Yeah, very prickly stalks. Yeah, and they yeah. do tend to get a bit top-heavy as they yeah. get taller and taller and taller. Yes. Uh, cut, well, you can cut it back, mm -hmm. and the trick, though, is when you cut it back, of course, it's going to be just a flat stump that's going to get I left know. behind, which isn't very attractive. But what will happen, of course, is that new uh, growth will come from actually where those thorns are. So oh. it'll end up being a multi-branched plant uh, if you take the top off. Okay. Uh, the, one of the ways you can help it to not get so tall and sort of top-heavy, if you will, and unbalanced yeah obviously you need it in full sun so the sunniest possible spot in your house okay and be careful with watering a crown of thorns it is something it is a, a cactus or of the cactus family so you do not want to keep it very well watered you know? okay ignore it uh, maybe once a month splash okay. a little splash some water on it but don't be uh, over watering it at all because that that will keep it you want to keep it slowed down you want you don't want it to be pushing all kinds of growth with yeah. all kinds of water. But Maybe yeah, that's what I've been doing wrong. Yeah, so, well, no, not necessarily. Over the years, that's what happens. They just, you know, how many years have you had it? Oh, I've had it about five years. Yeah. Somebody had it, somebody gave it to me, and they had it quite a long time before that. Yeah, so I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I just think that this naturally happens. But remember, what you cut off, that big, tall stem you're going to cut off, Yeah. you can lay that that chunk <laughs> that you've cut off down onto a piece of newspaper. Uh -huh. Personally, I, I, if it's about a two foot long chunk, I would, you know, only keep the top sort of six inches or so. Uh -huh. Throw out the middle part, keep the top six inches, just lay that on a piece of newspaper on the windowsill till it dries. Give it a couple of days uh -huh. which, so that cut end, because it's going to ooze all kinds of latex. So oh. have it just dry down. Oh. Once it's dry, then you can pot up that little chunk that was the tip, the growing tip, and start again with a much smaller uh, much smaller plant. Oh, and, okay. and you basically, once it's dry, that cut end is dry, you'll put that dry cut end just onto the surface of a pot of potting soil. 
barely, barely below the surface. Yeah, it'll start to rot if you if you bury it. So what you want to do uh, is some roots will start to come out, but it takes a while. So you'll just even use some toothpicks to just stabilize that little cut piece okay. on on the surface of the potting soil, and you know water once, leave it in the sun and leave it alone, turn it. Mm -hmm. very carefully every week or so and it will root itself and this again perfect time to do it because plants are loving these longer days and they're oh. actively full of all kinds of energy and actively growing okay so when i cut it off cut that piece mm -hmm. you said leave it on a piece of paper to dry for how long a couple of days two days three days oh, okay and then just put it back in the soil that's right right on the surface of the soil okay okay okay, okay. Well, thank you very much. I, I love the plant, but it's getting mm -hmm. too big. I know. Oh. It does happen. I've had to do that myself, just yeah. where I just cut it down. Okay. All right. Good Thanks, luck with Sylvia. that. Thanks. Have a good day. Thank, thank you, you very much. And the day is even better when you take care of your body uh, and to be loose and limber. Charlie Dobbin knows exactly what to advise you as she well, scurries for her say, notes. Charlie Dobbin knows exactly what that feels like after having uh, run the snowblower and the shovel oh, for yeah. several hours yeah, yeah, yeah. and several days this past week. <laughs> thank goodness I could do that pain-free. <laughs> and why is that? Because I take my Sierra Sil every day. Three little pills and it allows me to shovel the wet concrete that comes from the sky and not suffer while doing so. Amazing how fun this can be. Sierra Sil is something that both Frank and I take. It's a completely natural mineral supplement which somehow magically keeps the joints limber. So for more information, call the wonderful people at Sierra Sil. one 877 joint 14 or check the website mm -hmm. sierrasil.ca or you can pick up sierrasil at many of the local health food stores for example all the whole foods markets carry sierrasil s-i-l no s-i-e no, s-i-e <laughs> there i'm Sierra Sil, like the mountains. S i e r r a s i l. Well, um, I've got to be shoveling along. <laughs> Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem, well, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Let's take a little uh, jaunt out to Hamilton. Let's okay. Say. Hmm? Sure. Have a little visit with Helen. Good morning, Helen. Good morning. Hello, Hello Helen. Thank you very much. Happy Saturday. There we are. Thank you. And I do have uh, brown spots always appear on my plants as soon, almost as soon as they come out. Which kind of plants? Uh, I have a prayer plant, and the other one, I'm not sure um, what it is. It's long, narrow leaves, very dark green in the center, and and lighter green on the outside. And the spots occur on the tips of the leaves? Just on the tips of the leaves, it's yeah. almost as soon as they come out. And it's always blooming. Uh -huh. I thought it was healthy. It is. You know what it is? When we get those little brown tips on some of our tropical plants, it's it actually could be <clears throat> excuse me, two of three things. Number one, the water that comes out of your tap has some things in it like fluoride. <clears throat> plants don't really like fluoride. Excuse me. <clears throat> I've just got a frog in my throat, a fluoride frog. So uh, bottom line is never, ever, ever use water straight out of the tap. Okay. Let your water sit. Even though if I sit it for you know a couple of days, I that, always do that. That's fine. Okay, good. So you always want to do that. Let it oh. sit out for a couple of days because that will uh, allow some of the fluorides and the chlorine and all the bromine and the things they add to the water to actually 
go into the air so, to right. uh, disappear. So that's a good thing, and you should always do that. The other thing is, so so that now we're talking room temperature water that's been sitting out. So those are two important factors to avoid the brown tips. The other thing is be careful of overwatering. Oh, okay. That is probably the other most common reason of, of tip brown tip burn oh. oh or even over fertilizing do you fertilize at all i i do yes i do and how often do you do that well i just did it uh, last week and i guess it was maybe uh, maybe two or three months before that okay yeah so i'm glad you weren't fertilizing during the winter because you shouldn't most of our plants are, are having a downtime in the winter. They're not actively growing, so they should not be fertilized. Uh, but plants that are flowering during the winter, like Christmas cactus, for example, those ones are actively flowering, so we can mm -hmm. fertilize them at that time. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, our plants are waking up now, and they're getting ready to burst forth with all kinds of blooms, et cetera, in the next month to two, one to two months. So, yes, it is appropriate. But in the case of, of your plants, once a month is the maximum that you would want to ever fertilize. Fertilize them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Writing that down. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fine then. It, it's a beautiful plant. And last mm -hmm. uh, summer, I, I had it outside in plant stand, and it loved it. Oh yeah. The, all, the, um, the prayer plant. Yeah. All the plants love being outside in the summer because they love the humidity. They love oh, that. Yes, that's right. That too. lovely hum. I mean, we don't always love that humidity so much, but the plants sure do. They sure do. And yeah. they really miss it in the winter. So uh, again, you can always help your tropical plants in the winter by misting or spritzing a couple oh. of times a day, or put put out the old pebble tray idea. So the tray full of pebbles with the plant sitting up mm -hmm. on top of the pebbles, with water in the pebbles below, always evaporating around your your house plants. Good idea. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, Helen, I just wanted to. Are you a first-time caller? Uh, no, actually, about two years ago, I think I phoned before. Oh, okay. You're, you're an old-handed this <laughs> then. That's I'm good. I'm an old boomer. <laughs> good <laughs> stuff. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Okay. There's Helen from Hamilton. Uh, 925, you're listening to The Garden Show. And just in case you're uh, brand new to the station and you've just discovered us, better let you know the phone numbers to reach Charlie. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, in Toronto, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, uh, toll 1-866-740-4740. And I think we're, we're going to stay in Hamilton. There's Joan on the line. Good morning, Joan. Good morning. Morning. Uh, morning. Um, I was wanting to ask you two questions. One is what zone am I in? Oh, that's an easy one. You're in. You're likely in zone five where you are. Where where I am. Yep. Oh, and I bought. Well, my husband got for me some lights to start seedlings. I've never done this before. I I bought the special earth and the little tray that has the dome on it. You mm -hmm. know. Perfect. And um, I wanted to know. I I should do the flowers first. Oh, uh, did you buy some flower seeds? Well, uh, I bought packages they're not really what i wanted but uh i like these flowers a uh, shasta daisy and a uh, black susan oh okay uh, and but you know i i like uh, i wanted to what when i did my seeds i wanted to do some perennials and some annuals mm -hmm. now those are both perennials that you purchased oh and that means they'll come up the next year right? that's right and if you plant it up 
Uh, you know, I bet you inside the package there's probably a hundred seeds. Oh, yes, and they're very tiny. That's right. So right away, do not plant all those seeds because otherwise your whole garden will be just Shasta daisies and black-eyed Susans. Oh. So, so because if they all germinate, then you've got a lot of little plants there, and they are all perennial. So if I were you, I would be pretty selective. You're right. Tiny seeds can be a challenge. Um, what we'll often do with really tiny seeds is we will mix the seeds with some sand and then you just sprinkle the sand with the seeds mixed into the sand onto the surface of your potting soil. Uh, or in, if you're only going to put out a few seeds like you are, then yeah, just very simply with the tip of your finger, pick up two or three seeds, which is all you really want, or six or eight seeds, and get those onto the surface of the soil. Water once, put your hood on, get them under the lights, lights down as low as they'll go, <clears throat> excuse me, to start, because of course, when the seeds are still seeds, we don't, there's nothing to burn. What we need is the warmth from the lights. Then as soon as the seeds germinate, you'll take off the hood, You'll continue to have those lights down low, and as the plants grow, you raise your lights up so that the uh, there's they're never touching. Obviously, you never want the plant touching the light, but you always want it three or four inches away from the actual plants. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun to do. Definitely a great oh. idea. Oh, uh, good. Um, and, and I was going to do, because I do a little vegetable garden, mm -hmm. uh, so I was going to do my... I always buy tomato plants. Mm -hmm. So I was going to do the tomatoes and green peppers. Seeds, Excellent. You know. Perfect. Uh, when should I start them? Uh, in the next two weeks. Both of them should be started. Peppers oh. and tomatoes. And it's a great idea. You can buy one package of tomato seeds for like $1.29 mm -hmm. and grow whatever number of plants you want. And whatever fruit you're getting, you are so way ahead of the game than somebody who goes to the store and buys tomatoes. I mean, it's just one of those wonderful investments when you think about it. Because you can spend, you know... Tens, twenties, hundreds of dollars on tomatoes in the I summer. I know. I spend a lot of money on plants. Well, right. or you can spend a dollar twenty-nine in a package of seeds. So right. you know, what good do for I you. What do I do with the seeds that are left over? Can I store them? Store them in a dark, dry location. Dark, dry location. Yeah. Oh, for okay. next year. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for your good, call. Good luck with all that, Joel. <laughs> oh, and I'm a first-time caller. Oh, there you go. Wait a minute. There you are. You've just landed. <laughs> Thank you. Either that or take it off. <laughs> Thanks, I, Joan. I neglected to mention off the top of the show. Yes. I, that's why I allowed Joan to ask a couple of questions there. Well, one was short. <clears throat> but usually, yeah. Usually it's uh, call, early call off and one question per call. That way we can fit all the callers in. But we do have to take a little bit of a break here. There are folks uh, waiting online right now that we'll get back to. So please don't go away. We'll be back to you. But let me just say, Top of the morning to you, Anna. God bless you. How are you this morning, dear? Yourself? <laughs> morning, Anna. That's Frank. Hi, Charlie. <laughs> Hello, Anna. So this is Anna Van Maris joining us from Park Lane Nurseries. And Anna is somebody I've known for a long time since my, you know, sort of started working at Canada Blooms. And when I was talking to Anna yesterday about Park Lane and Canada Blooms and the relationship, it turns out uh, that Anna pointed out Park Lane Nurseries has been at Canada Blooms every single year since its inception. And we're yeah. now in our 17th 17 year. Years. Yeah. So you've built that many gardens over the years. That's right. We did the first one down at the International Center, that first crazy that, year. Right? Yeah, actually the Congress Center, the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a crazy year. And what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, Anna, that before the show, um, 
Charlie was just touting you like crazy because you've got a wonderful uh, gardening you're going to be, <clears throat> pardon me, exhibit uh, having to do with Ireland. Ireland, yes. That's right. We're really fortunate this year to have sponsorship from Tourism Ireland and Royal Irish Tours. Um, but the whole story of that is quite interesting because I went to Ireland last year to visit a friend and fell in love with the country and the landscape. Mm-hmm. So the design that we were doing was already taking on a bit of a Irish theme. Mm-hmm. And then we went seeking for, we're looking for sponsors. And uh, turns out that this year is Tourism Ireland's The Gathering. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that, Frank? No. The Gathering, no. yeah. So explain what the, the Gathering is. Um, it is a promotional effort by Tourism Ireland to promote people all around the world to choose 2013 to go and look up their roots or just any interest that they might have in Ireland. And to go to Ireland. It's a huge push. When I was just in Ireland, and as soon as you get off the plane, there's vehicle or building wraps as far as the eye can see in the gathering. Really? Building wraps? And every pub you go in, there's promotions. It's amazing. Well, I've mentioned this in the show before. My, My late mom... Kitty uh, was born in Toronto, but she was as Irish as Patty's pig. Oh my! She every March seventeenth, boy, the whole family had to get dressed up in the green. And uh, <laughs> I know that she she never got to Ireland, but uh, really? bless her heart, she, her heart was there. You know. <laughs> Have well, you been? No, I haven't as oh, yet. Oh, you should go this year. I'd love to. Well, Anna, obviously, her heart is there too because mm-hmm. she loved her experience so much last year went searching for a sponsor, found Tourism Ireland, has this beautiful garden, which is all kind of designed around an Irish countryside. So that caused you to take another trip back, right, Anna? That's right. And this time we made it a family gathering ourselves. So we went with my husband, myself, and my my youngest daughter went for two and a half weeks, traveled all the way around Mm. the country. And the very last week of our trip, all of our other kids and their partners came in and met us for the last week. So it was... I, I would su- our own family gathering. I would suppose there are plants that are indigenous to Ireland, are there? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of the mm-hmm. shamrock, of course, but uh, others? Oh, there's lots and lots of native plants. Uh-huh. The one that you don't want to hit is the uh, gorse. <laughs> gorse. It's a prickly? Oh. It's on every hillside, and we did a lot of castle hunting and uh, stone circle searching, and quite often we were realizing that, you know, wearing some leggings is not really... Appropriate. You need to have something a little tougher than that. Like oh, machine. leather. Almost. Yeah, you don't want yeah. to fall down in that. Oh, yeah, because is it really prickly? I guess it is. It's, Pardon me? It's really prickly. It is, it yeah. is. It looks beautiful from a distance. Beautiful yellow flowers. But up close. You get up close. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Well, but Frank brings up an interesting point. Because this year, for example, I have some hawthorns coming to the show. That's right. And when you heard that, you went, oh, that's so great. Yeah, and I tried to steal them all. You're trying, <laughs> and you're a bit late, but that's okay. So what, tell us what, like, so, so there's a lot of... a magical tree. Exactly. Magic and mysticism yeah, around that's many... that's where the fairies live, supposedly. In the hawthorns. In the hawthorn trees. There's a, a thing called ring forts that's very common throughout the countryside in Ireland. And this is from way back in prehistory when the first people were settling. They did have wolves at that time in Ireland and, you know, predatory animals. So they would build these mounds. Sorry, they, the mounds were already there, but they would kind of flatten them out mm-hmm. and make ditches around the area and then surround them with either stone or with hawthorn trees. Oh. And at night they would move all their animal and themselves they would build inside that area as kind of a security measure. Uh-huh. So when you look at a map, even old, old maps of Ireland, and even to this day, there's these circles in the middle of these fields all over the place. You can wow. see them even from the air when you fly in. And those are often like stone foundation circles when you say that. Or Sometimes they're stones if yeah. stones were available. But Ireland's really diverse. Like mm-hmm. There's some parts of the country where 
it's almost all rock. And then there's other parts of the country where it's really, really arable soil. Mm -hmm. So in those areas, the hedgerows are mostly plants. Mm -hmm. um, but in the rocky areas, there's like miles and miles and miles. A stone like walls. Like you wouldn't even believe how many miles of stone walls. Oh, wow. Like just even it the number of stone so beautiful. walls we built last year at the show. Yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine how long, how many generations it would have taken to put these walls together. Wow. I kept fantasizing about some guy waking up and saying, Dad, no, really, we have to go build walls again today. <laughs> your entire life. To the walls. Oh, no. Building walls. <laughs> so your garden at Canada Blooms, because of course a lot of what you saw in Ireland inspired your design that's for right. the Canada Blooms Garden. So I imagine that's what you'll be doing. You've got circles and walls and hedgerows and all that going on? Yes. Uh, well, the, the whole island of Ireland is circled with higher ground, mm -hmm. and the center is where they have all their peat bog lands, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole garden that we've designed is going to be surrounded by rolling hills. Oh, and the effect that I'm trying to create, because obviously we've got a much smaller space than... Ireland, Ireland. <laughs> is the rolling green hills, the 40 green shades, you know, mm. or the 40 shades of green. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost going to end up, I'm hoping, you know, I'm always nervous the week before the show sets up, yeah. <laughs> that it's going to be this very large flower arrangement mm. for the outside edge of the garden. And then on the inside, I've chosen more of the Celtic and the prehistory stuff to use in the garden. So we've got dolmens, which are like a portal tomb. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very large rocks and standing stones, um, cobbled pathways. It's going to be quite fun. Gee, how, how large a display is this? <clears throat> Excuse me, how, how large a display is this in terms of uh, area? 2,600 square feet. Holy cow, that's, yeah. yeah. It's a good-sized space, but it's yeah. It's a big space, yeah. Um, but, so we wait, you started to say you've got some fairies planned? Fairies, yeah. Oh. I've got an artist named Leslie um, who is making some very, very um, delicate beadwork fairies, and we're going to... Hide them. Hide them in the floor. In the no. So wet and green, I think, was one of the ways we were describing your garden when we were talking about it yesterday. That's right. So we had an inspiration for our water feature this year. Most years we do a really big pond, uh -huh. and this year we decided to make this wet mound of moss, and it's the coolest. It's about <laughs> eight feet high, about five feet in diameter, and it's going to be dripping, soaking wet moss right in the center of our booth. Yeah sort of in the center of our whole gathering space. Nice humidity. I'm liking it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> good for our skin. <laughs> That's one thing Ireland is really good for. Yeah. Skin and your hair. <laughs> exactly. So, so obviously, it sounds like the entering of the garden is going to be the, just a real experience and hopefully a real, you know, gathering experience and an Irish experience. But... Um, just briefly before I let you go, I wanted to ask you a little bit, Anne, about why why does a company like Park Lane Nurseries take on this kind of a huge project in March, knowing full well that your crazy season is just around the corner to start to be out in the real world building real landscapes? Well, there's, there's three main reasons that we do the show. One is we like to stretch our imagination and mm -hmm. just come up with things that have never been done or we'd like to try, whatever. Mm -hmm. We're our own customer in this Instance, yeah, yeah. So we can just do what we want kind of thing, right? And it just gets everybody working really well as a team, mm -hmm. which brings me to the second point, which is the actual construction of something like this within a five-day window of actual setup time mm -hmm. ends up just by the nature of it, just creating this amazing morale and team building event yeah. for our whole team for the year. Yeah. And then the third together. thing, obviously, is that we want to meet as many people as possible mm -hmm. because it's our main marketing event for the year. That's right. So it's, a, it's an opportunity. Like anybody that is thinking about doing any kind of landscaping, this is a chance for them to go to the show, meet, you know, 14, 25 
companies, interview them to see whether or not they would be a good fit mm -hmm. for their for their own landscape work. That's right, and, and that's a really good point because you know I recognize this all the time when I'm in a client's garden and I'm seeing a vision of what I think they should do, and I'm waving my arms around and you know having one of those trying to get, share the vision with them. It, they won't don't really know what I'm talking about when I say we'll have hydrangeas here and you know spruce there and You can see this I, all in your mind. Exactly. Yeah. I can see it all. I can put mm -hmm. it on a piece of paper but they can't see it. Yeah. So they have to ultimately trust me and my vision to be something they're going to love. And and that's that idea. You, you, you like at Canada Blooms, 200,000 showgoers plus have the opportunity to literally interview garden designers and garden builders and see See the what they do, stuff, yeah. see it, what, if it's a meeting of minds, if there's a, a sense of trust, and would you like to have this person on your property working, you know, doing that kind of work? Yeah, well, doing a landscape design or a, a, building a garden mm -hmm. is a very kind of spiritual and intimate relationship mm -hmm. that you have to develop with your clients. So it's really important to make sure that you find someone that you can work with that sees eye to eye and can hear mm -hmm. what you're saying, you know? That's right, and who you trust. And literally, they're on your property sometimes for days, if not weeks, in some cases, you know, years, <laughs> depending on the size of a, what the installation well, is. we try not to do years. <laughs> well, but you know what I mean? Sometimes it's a plan, like the plan is it evolves over the years, and they can't do the entire installation the first yeah. year. So it's, you know, quadrants go in over a period of years, and, and that happens too. And often, I think, as designers and contractors, that's quite reasonable when it's a big job and it's something that's got to be sort of budgeted over a period of time. Why not? Exactly. Well, most of our work is phased now, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so pretty magical sounding garden, and it's a yeah, lot of good magical. synergies happen there with Tourism Ireland and your Irish experiences, and, and even the theme of the show this year, the magic of spring. That's right. So we're totally looking, really well. looking forward to seeing your garden. And, of course, St. Patrick's Day will be taking place during yes, Canada and Blooms. Uh, Tourism Ireland is putting on uh, the program for the main stage, I think, for, for St. Patrick's Day. So I think they are as that well. That should be kind of fun. So uh, people can learn, obviously, more about your garden and your connection to Tourism Ireland by going to your website. That's right, parklane.on.ca. Yep, so You've got a blog going on there? I do. I've been keeping up a blog with the actual pre-construction of the show. Mm -hmm. And over this weekend, I, I'm hoping to actually put a video on of all the different sites that we saw when we were in Ireland. Oh, wow. Excellent. That'd be great. And yeah. everybody can see the big green blob. Yes, <laughs> there already. The moss blob. It doesn't show so good in the pictures. You see it for real. I know, I want to see it. It does look a bit blobby in the pictures. <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing it, though, Anna. So we will see you next week, and thanks again. Get yes. lots of rest. you got a big job coming. Yeah, get lots of rest, too, eh? <laughs> exactly. Really nice talking to you, Anna. Pleasure to meet you. You uh, too. Take care. Thanks, Anna. Okay. See you next Bye -bye. week. So well, there it is, eh? Uh -huh. Another oh, scintillating plan. I think on March the 17th, I'm going to be sneaking down there, sneaking it along there, and become the leprechaun. I oh, that, grand idea. That little thing. I'll be hiding in the grass. You could do that. Yeah, I yeah. could. Yeah, I can, I can actually, you know what? I have a bunch of shamrocks. I could glue them to your body, and <laughs> nobody would know it was you. You could just be this moving shamrock. <laughs> I love it. Okay, <laughs> we can do it. I, I think we can work something out. And Di's a seamstress. She could oh. actually sort out sewing these pots onto you. <laughs> oh, I have other clothing on other than the shamrock. I see. Okay. I, think, I think it's better if you have clothes <laughs> under the shamrocks. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, dear. Speaking of which, well, now, we go back to the Speedo yeah, sometimes, don't yes, we? Yes, exactly. And why it's are you wearing your Speedo? 942, do you know what that means? It's uh, time yes. to <laughs> put on your Sierra Silman <laughs> cape and, and Lycra and, oh, i got to cover oh, my Charlie, eyes. Too much. <laughs> All right, the reason we're being so silly is because uh, Frank, the leprechaun, is also somebody who likes to stay extremely active and pain-free. He does that by exercising regularly, and the way reason he's able to do all that is because he takes Sierra Sil, same as me, joint-free, joint-free, pain-free joints. <laughs> joint -free, yeah, we have no joints. Of <laughs> <laughs> Nothing hurts. We have no joints. No, pain-free joints with the use of Sierra Sil on a daily basis. So for more information, sierrasil.ca or call them 1-877-JOINT-14 or just pick up some Sierra Sil at your local health food store. For example, Foods for Life on Bloor Street West in the Bloor West Village carries Sierra Sil. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And good morning, Frank Proctor here, the sous chef, welcoming Diane from Campbellford. Good morning. Good morning, Frank and Charlie. Morning, Diane. I have a 25-plus years old cactus plant, Christmas mm. cactus. Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's probably in its original 8-inch um, old, old plastic <laughs> pot. I bet it is. And it's about 2 feet wide, but it's not making any progress from year to year. Mm -hmm. And this winter, I only had about 7 or 8 flowers. And they, only, they don't all come at once, just one blooms and then another blooms. Um, and I'm losing the ends a lot. Mm. And I'm feeling it right now, and it's, it's so firm, and then at the end it gets weaker and weaker. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to transplant it if I should. It's in a south window. Okay, not, that... getting, not getting much sun. The sun, um, the houses are very close, and it comes in on an angle, so it's bright but not sunny. And that would be the brightest window in your house? Well, I could move it to my, as I was waiting, I was thinking I could move it to my front window, which is northwest. Mm -hmm. And it would get the sun as, you know, comes in in the late afternoon. It's a very bright window, much brighter mm. because, you know, it has a street in front of it, not a, you know, not another house behind me. Might almost be a better, uh, yeah, bottom line is you do want the Christmas cactus in the brightest window that, during the winter. And then I would put it outside for the summer. However, I think repotting that plant would be a huge rejuvenation mm -hmm. opportunity for it and for you to enjoy it. It doesn't have much of a root system. Christmas no. cactuses are, are quite small in terms of the roots. So you could theoretically almost go back into the same size pot or just two inches bigger. <clears throat> you know, you wouldn't go to some huge, you know, five-gallon pot or something. So if you're in an eight-inch pot, the most you would go to is a 10-inch. But just having some fresh soil. So... How would you do this? Well, yeah, how would I do that? It helps to have a friend <laughs> nearby or two, <laughs> or two exactly, because you're going to have to flip it upside down in such a way that you minimize breaking the stems. Now, some breakage will happen. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no question, but it, it if you can get in and sort of get under and and grasp from the at the base of the plant with you know your thumb and your fingers and and sort of it'll come out of the pot probably quite easily. And then you're going to want to break off that old, horrible soil that has absolutely no value to it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Trying, again, to minimize the root damage you're going to do. But, again, you're going to 
few little roots will get broken off too. I was hoping it was going to be a clay pot, and I thought I could smash that at least. But with it being the plastic, perhaps it's going to be so old that it may crack. Which crack is quite yeah, a bit. yeah. So definitely have a, a, a pot on hand, ready mm -hmm. to be the new pot, and some fresh potting soil, of course. And and all it is is, and of course, moisten your potting soil before you start using it. Mm -hmm. Get whatever you need to into the base of the new pot, and then once you've got. The, the old pot off, the, the horrible soil, you know, gently just crumble that away from the roots and then flip the, the plant into the new pot. And, you know, sometimes I use things like pencils. I use mm -hmm. little tiny spoons to, to get the soil in around the roots. Mm -hmm. You know, the tip of a pencil, a ruler just to okay. tamp it down. You're not going to, you know, force and, and put a lot of weight into that soil, but you certainly need to tamp it down, water once thoroughly, and that bright window. And outside for the summer, if you can a lot of the flowering on christmas cactus is connected to temperature mm -hmm. and our homes tend to be so warm that the when we don't get a lot of flowers on a christmas cactus it's because they're not cool enough so get it outside leave it outside all summer and don't bring it in until early october and it will be covered in buds now where when i put it outside what what kind of uh, not sun though right just in the shade or well you'll start in the shade and then ultimately it's nice to move it into a spot where it's getting at least a half day sun uh, and, of course, if it, we get a rainy season going and it rains and it rains and it rains, make sure that it's not out in the rain and soaking wet for days and weeks on end. Mm -hmm. Now, um, when I'm transplanting it, should I water it before to soften the, at least yes. soften some of that earth? Yes, yes. Much easier to work with a moist a plant with moist soil than, than concrete-like soil. And until I can get it transplanted, how do I treat it? I never know when to water it or not to water it. It has me very confused. <laughs> um, <laughs> well... Always better to err on the side of under rather than overwatering. Mm -hmm. If can you feel the soil? Can you get your fingers in there and feel it at all? Because if no, you, no. <laughs> well, I can go down about a, a just a, not even a no, not really. It's, yeah, even um, just not even the surface of the soil. No, it's yeah. it's, it's just all yeah, pretty dense. I'm just so afraid of ruining it. I mean, oh, I, I love it. It means a lot to yeah. me. The man that gave it to me is about 98 now, uh -huh. and I've had it nine years. Yeah. But he had it in full bloom all the time. But yeah. he had it in a really good window. Right. But um, I wouldn't say it's making any advancement over the last few years. If no. anything, it's shrinking down. Well, that's it. That's where some soil will re rejuvenate. And ultimately, you may even decide that what you want to do is put a grow light into a light fixture that would be almost like a, a desk light or a, um, you know, those sort of stand-on-the-ground uh -huh. lights that we'll put over a chair to read by. Right. Um, and so you may want to just put a grow light into something like that, have the Christmas cactus on a nice little table where it's allowed to kind of be almost like a pedestal or a plant stand and then have that grow light right over top of it and use that as your illumination to give it real proper lighting. Wow, that's a good idea. Uh, that could work as well. Mm -hmm. it's, on, it's on a nice old... Um, um from the post office years ago, mm -hmm. that type of chair, oh, yeah, quite tall, yeah. stool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, good, it's getting yeah. the air all around yeah. it really well. Good. Okay, it's just soil... Uh, like I said, air on underwatering rather than overwatering. And mm -hmm. just get a friend to come over and help you when it's time to repot. And don't worry about a little bit of breakage. They are tough as anything and okay. will not suffer from it. Well, and I'll keep do in that. touch. And this is a good time now to do that this time of year. Sure, perfect time. Let Let's us know how it goes. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much. Okay, Good Diane. luck with that, Diane. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye-bye. Thank you. And uh, as we look at the clock here, 9.51, okay. I know the Earl, bless his heart, uh, been hanging on that line for so long from Oakville. Earl, I promise you we're coming right back to you in moments here on the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show from AM740. <laughs> 
don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, we had mentioned Earl's name, so let's get him on the air. Hi, Earl. Good morning. Hi, Char Hi Charlie and Frank. Good um, morning. I have a pot plant which I was given to for Christmas from my boss, Karen, and I would like to know how often should I water it? Sorry, a pot plant? Yeah. As in marijuana? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there's a brave guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he doesn't really live in Oakville, though. <laughs> Sorry, what kind of a plant do you know? Uh, no, I don't. It's, um, uh, it's green and oh, good, yep. small. Green and small. Uh, okay. So... <laughs> It's hard to know how to uh, tell you how often to water unless I have a sense of... Okay, tell me a little bit what it looks like. How's that? Uh, it's, um... Green, it's, small. Uh, Skinny It reminds leaves. me of a geranium, you know? Oh. So kind of oh, rounded uh, leaves? It's called a, pr a primrose. Oh, primrose. There primrose. you go. So that's a sweet little plant. That is primrose, or primula, which is the proper yeah. name, are perennial plants in our gardens and all over the world, and they're very early spring blooming plants. Mm -hmm. So as soon as the snow melts, a lot of us are going to have little primula popping up, and beautiful little bright, cheerful flowers, often very fragrant flowers, and different leaves. Uh, some of the leaves look a bit like spinach or lettuce almost, mm -hmm. and, uh, but they do love moisture. They do not want to dry out. So about two or three times a day? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Feel the soil. When the soil starts to dry down a bit, water. Don't let the plant sit in water. So have a little saucer below so that yeah. when you water, the water will go right through the drainage holes into the saucer. Leave the plant for five or ten minutes. Pour the water out of the saucer. Let it be every day. Just feel the surface of the soil or feel the weight of the pot, either one, mm -hmm. and, uh, and water as required to keep it moist, not wet, mm -hmm. but do not let it dry completely out or it'll just, you know, kind of, the whole thing will flop mm -hmm. and it won't bounce back. Or if it yeah. does bounce back, you will lose the flowers and just have leaves and then it's not so pretty. Okay, thank you very much for your advice. Yeah, I'd like, like to let you know, Earl, that my son, uh, Kelly, <clears throat> who's on the police force, uh, just called and said, double check what he meant by pot. So. <laughs> okay, take care. You you, All right. Hey, Earl, are you a first-time caller? Yes, I am. There oh. you go. There we are. You First have your wings. Yeah. Okay, you can take care. Thanks. Okay. Bye. <laughs> that was so funny. All right. Well, he said he I has know. a pot plant. Yeah. How do I water my pot plant? Your eyes lit up. You said, is that marijuana? I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Margaret in Waynefleet. Good morning. Hello. Good Hello. morning. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. Wonderful you... day. Um, I have a question about transplanting a Stephanotis. Mm -hmm. I got one in November. I mm -hmm. bought it at a bazaar. Mm -hmm. And it's in about a four or five inch pot. Mm -hmm. And uh, it has a loop, you know, mm -hmm. but the loop is getting very crowded. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, it's, it's still growing. Mm -hmm. It's uh, So when do I transplant that? And do I just go two pot sizes larger or no, I yeah, it. not even two. So you think it's probably a six inch pot now? No, not even. Oh, no. so it'd be I like a four. Maybe only a four inch. Okay. So you're right. Traditionally, you would go directly to a six inch. Okay. But uh, if it's a super happy plant, I mean, and it is. It, it's looking very healthy. It okay. just keeps growing these runners. And yeah. I'm not sure where to 
put the runners anymore. You I know, know what I mean? Yeah, and, I know. Well, yeah, okay, I so what you... Another wire, I think. That's right. Transplant it and have it go the opposite way or something. Well, that's right, exactly. So what it is, is it's growing on a, an, a wreath or a ring right now, right. A, a wire ring. And right. it is a viney plant or a climbing plant, and yeah. it gets lovely fragrant white flowers. Mm -hmm. So what you they want... They were in my wedding bouquet. That's oh, why nice. I had to get one. Nice. And is it still flowering now? Have you kept it flowering all winter or no? Pardon me? Is it still flowering now? No, it isn't flowering anymore now. Okay. So, um, and that's fine. It, it goes in and out of flower. Uh, so, if it's four inch, maximum you should go to is an eight inch pot. Okay. Of course, fresh potting soil. Mm -hmm. Do double check that when you pick up the pot it's currently in and you look below at the drainage holes, check and see if you see roots uh, okay. emerging from okay. the drainage holes. If you do, then I would say, yes, go to an 8-inch pot. Okay. If you don't, uh, then I, you probably you may be just fine with a 6-inch pot. All right. Uh, all that uh, top growth, though, does indicate that there's likely a fair amount of root growth as well. All right. And for sure, bend, get yourself another, um, get a, a wire hanger. Mm -hmm. pair of pliers, <clears throat> bend yourself another ring or hoop. Right. You can make it go in the opposite direction. You can right. make a shape. You can do all kinds of things and, and start twining it onto that. The other thing is you can even get a small trellis and right. insert that yeah, right into it. climb on yeah, that. Yeah, climb on that. And plan to take it outside for the summer is what oh, I would do okay. as well. Very um, good. Yeah, lovely sun plant. or just out in the... Start in the shade and then you'll shade. move it into sun over a period of time. It can handle full sun if you want to put it in that but of course it'll just need that much more watering right if it is in full sun very good all right wonderful good for you. thank you for the advice you're welcome thanks, thanks for joining for the show margaret have a great day oh, okay now. you betcha look i'm just going to show you all how right. pretty it is look how pretty that plant oh, is that gosh, stuff that is, that is pretty yeah. super fragrant Unusually, it's yes, yeah, so as, as it says here, it's usually associated with bridal bouquets but it can be grown as a free flowering house plant Vigorous at climbing plants. Well, there you are. Um, gee, I'm, I'm, we're out of time for callers right now. Oh. But I just wanted to say uh, how excited I am to be going to Canada Blooms uh, coming up starting the 15th of the month. Correct. And uh, the neat part is, maybe you could explain this, it's kind of a double bill yeah. situation with the National Home Show. The, right? Yeah, last year was the first time we did this where both the National Home Show and Canada Blooms were on at the same time in the same building called the Direct Energy Center mm -hmm. at Exhibition Place. So one whole hall, Hall A, is Canada Blooms. The entire rest of the building is the National Home Show and of course that's hundreds, I think it's like 600 exhibitors with everything to do with your home, right? Yeah. Whether yeah. it's furnaces or shingles or hot tubs or kitchens. So what a nice combination. It's a Brilliant, because honestly, the, you, if you've got any desire to see what's new or what's trendy or learn some information, talk to experts, perhaps you're thinking about some renovations either indoors or out, what better place to, like Anna or Anna Van Mara said, you can interview these people, you can touch and feel what they're showcasing, you can mm -hmm. pick their brains and get a sense of whether you want to participate. And in. one price, one ticket gets you into both shows. That's correct. Yep. Wow. So CanadaBlooms.com, get tickets in advance. There's all kinds of good deals on mm -hmm. advance tickets. And um, for sure, I'll be there. And Frank, you'll be coming for some green something or other. Oh, yes, yes. I'll have my shamrocks ready for you. <laughs> all right, a little glue gun. <laughs> exactly. I can just see it all now. <laughs> all right. and I see the gang from Dave's Corner Garage has arrived. They're and they revving. Look in fine form. Fettle, and, uh, fettle. Let's find fine fettle. Fine fettle. Yes.
Well, fine fettle it is. It is, yes. Well, may I say a fond good morning to you then? Uh, top of the morning to you too. All right. All right. The so rest of the day to yourself. And you're going to um, be here for a while yet? You've got yeah, more yeah. going on? I can get a little bit of a break, but uh, I'll come back at uh, 12 for the diner. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, then at 2 o'clock, uh, it's uh, Frank Sinatra's show, uh, Saturday Sinatra. It's moved to a new time. Uh, and, but I'm back at 4 o'clock with a really interesting show called The show. Real Money Show. Oh, real money talking show. about gold, silver, and, well, natural uh, fancy diamonds. Unbelievable. Cool. Yeah. Nice. All right. We'll have a ton of fun. And I you will bet. thank you very much, Dan. See you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.